Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Hi, this is Rail Bricker, and it gives me great pleasure today to interview my co-host on the Top 5 Podcast, Lindsay Adams. Welcome, Lindsay. Oh, thanks, Rail. It's great to be here. And today, Lindsay is going to be discussing the top five tips to use DISC to drive your sales. So, Lindsay, you know, I know DISC has been around for almost 100 years, and, and people often put their head in their hands and go, oh, not that thing again. You know, tell us a little bit about DISC before we get into the top five. Okay, so it's inter- interesting, Rail, that you say that because it is a common common thing. Kind of people, they, they roll their eyes back and they go, oh, not DISC again. But DISC has been around since the 20s. It was created by a guy called William Moulton Marsden, and he wrote a, a paper originally, and the current format of DISC was developed by others. But, you know, it was formulated back in the 20s. It's a long time ago. And yet DISC is the most popular online behavioural assessment tool in the world. So there's a lot of demand for it out there. And here's the reason why. It's a simple four-quadrant model. It's easy to understand. It's easy to implement. And the behaviours are readily observable in other people. And so uh, there's a lot of behavioural assessment tools out there. There are hundreds, maybe thousands. And yet DISC is the perennial because it's so easy to get to use and and to implement. So, Lindsay, you you use the word behaviour there, behavioural styles. A lot of people interchangeably use personality styles. What's the difference? Okay, so look, it's there's a lot of personality profiles and a psychologist will tell you that DISC is not a personality profile. We're splitting hairs here. It's a behavioural assessment. And so DISC is all about your behaviours at work and at play. And so your behaviours are readily observable. Your your personality is is a more complex beast. And so, um, you know, if you Google, there's umpteen sites that will tell you it's a personality assessment. Technically, it's not. And again, I'm splitting hairs, but, you know, um, if you want to be, if we want to be accurate here, it's a behavioural assessment. No, that's what made it most sense to me as someone you know, using it and having to learn it through you. So, Lindsay, top five tips to use DISC to drive your sales. What's your number one? Okay, top tip number one, understand that not everyone likes to buy the way that you do. There are four different behavioural styles. There's the D, the dominant, the red, the I, the influence, the yellow, the S, the steady or the green, or the C, the conscientious, the blue. And and I go through, you know, the people call them different things. It depends. So some people refer to it as being a high D. Some people call it being dominant. Some people call it being a red. It doesn't matter what, what's your methodology. But the, here's the fact that each of the four styles has a slightly different buying preference. And the Ds love to buy... Um, and they're happy to be sold to. And so uh, they will, uh, they'll happily have their arm bent up around their back and you can use every closing technique under the sun you like with them. But the other four colours, the I, the S and the C, they like to buy when they're ready. So it's more about relationship. 
And you know, you know me, I'm the relationships guy. Relationships underpin so much that we do in business and in life. If you can get into relationship with these people, then you've got a much stronger chance of selling to them. So I think the basic premise here is that we have to understand that not everyone's like us. And a lot of salespeople sell the way that they like to buy, and that doesn't necessarily work. So we've got to um, be respectful of the different styles. Okay, Lindsay, so, so what are these styles and how do we understand them? Okay, so the D or the red, the dominant, they like to decide quickly. They act quickly, they decide and do, they get on with it. And so they get excited and they want to um, make things happen. So if you do a pitch to them and they see the value, they're, they're going to either say yes or no, and they're going to say it really quickly. They don't like mucking around. They don't like wasting time. And so they're going to decide quickly. Now, the eye, the, the yellow, the influencer, um, their style, um, if you can get them excited and get them uh, revved up and bring them on the journey with you, they too will decide reasonably quickly. So the Ds and the Is, the Reds and the Yellows, they decide reasonably quickly. And, um, and, the, and they'll get, if you get them excited and show them the benefits, they'll come on board quickly. Now, the difference changes when you go to the other side of the four-sector quadrant and you look at the Ss or the Cs. So the S, the steady, the green, they're a little slower in their decision-making. They, they don't like rapid change and they... They need to take a more measured approach. And so they, they want to check out the facts in a little more detail and they want to make sure that they're comfortable. And one of the most important things for them is, is the salesperson genuine or do I have a relationship? Do I like this person? If they don't get into relationship with the salesperson, then they probably won't buy. So really critical piece there. The final of the four, the C, the conscientious, the blue, they're the detail people. And so they, they want lots of detail. So when they're buying a product, they'll research, research, research. So they'll probably go online, they'll, they'll go to a website, they'll get some prices, they'll go to a product review site and they'll get some reviews. They'll, um, they'll go to a shop then and then they'll quiz the salesperson. They'll want to see the product, they want to handle it, touch it, feel it, drive it if it's a car. Uh, you know, they want to conduct their own research, then, you know, hands-on. And then when it comes time for the decision, they're often, you know, the salesman will say, well, so what do you think? Their typical response will be something like, I need to think about it. Um, could you give me a written quote or proposal? Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I just, um, you know, I want to talk it over with my, my wife, my husband, my partner, my whatever. And so four different styles. And so if we, if we are respectful of that style, though, we can still sell to them. We just have to be understand where they are in the process. And so, again, it's about understanding that each of the styles has a slightly different buying process. Okay. So, Lindsay, so the third tip in, in this process of using DISC to drive your sales, what is that? Okay, it's about identifying their buying pattern. So if we can identify the purchaser's buying pattern, then we can be a little bit more like them. And so think about it, you know, as I said earlier, the, the reds, the, the dominant, the D, 
um, they, they don't mind being sold to. They don't mind closing techniques and all that. For them, it's a game. Um, but And they make up just 10% of the population. So for the rest, um, it's about a different process. We've got to get spend more time getting into relationship. So how do we pick these people? Well, uh, you know, one way we, we can do is to uh, notice the handshake that we have uh, when we greet them. So the, the red handshake is going to be quite firm. It'll be one pump, and they'll, they'll grasp your hand quite firmly, one pump, they'll look you in the eye, and they'll often say just their first name. Hello, my name is Lindsay. Uh, now, I'm going to talk about pre and post-COVID. So pre-COVID handshakes, it's coming back now. More people are shaking hands and, and touching other people, but we went through a stage there where that didn't happen. So I'll, I'll talk about both. So the eye handshake, um, the, the influencer, the yellow, is what I describe as the double pump. And so the hand, the hand is going to go up and down a couple of times. And it could even be the quadruple pump or the, I don't know where it goes from there pump, but I've, I've seriously had my arm almost shaken off with enthusiasm by some, you know, crazy eye people. Uh, and so their handshake is going to be vigorous um, and, and quite engaging. The, the green, the steady, uh, the S handshake is the Kevin Rudd handshake. So it's where they grab your hand and they, you, you know, you grasp hands with your right hand and they'll put their left hand over the top of the clasped hands. The C, the blue, the conscientious handshake, they don't really want to shake hands. So it's going to be a fleeting uh, grasp and it often it might even be at arm's, arm's length. You know, they really, they don't want to touch you know, so much. Now, that's pre-COVID. As I said, it's coming back and, I, and I've been in a lot of business functions lately where people are happily shaking hands. During COVID, it went like this. Um, Right in the dead heart of COVID, I I had a meeting with a client. You know, I was masked up and sterilised and all of that. And I walked in the office expecting not to touch them. And it was a high D client. And the first thing they did was thrust out their hand and grab my hand and shook my hand anyway. So the Ds um, will quite often, they won't worry about that stuff. They're just going to shake your hand. The eyes are going to do what I call jazz hands. So they're going to give you a bit of a wave, you know, like... um, almost uh, as if they're waving goodbye. They'll sort of wave at you from a distance. Uh, the, the S's, the Greens, they will often stand, um, and remember they're very relationship-focused, they'll put their hand over their heart on their chest and do and kind of nice to see you and do maybe a little forward bow. Um, the C's, the detail people, they're going to stand back. Now, I went to my podiatrist during the middle of COVID uh, and he's a, a high C, very detail-focused person. He stood as far away from me as he could in his office, right in the far corner, clasped his hands together at his chest as if he was about to pray, and he sort of did a little, a tiny little head nod, a bow, and said, lovely to see you, Lindsay. And so, again, a very different kind of greeting. So once you understand that, it gives you a bit of a clue. The next thing is to look at their clothes. Um, the D or the red, they're going to be well-dressed. The men, women will wear a suit. Uh, men will have a big chunky watch. Ladies will have lots of jewellery, bracelet, necklace, earrings. Um, and they're going to be well-dressed. The the eye or the yellow, the, they love clothes. So they're going to have bright coloured clothing, something that's a bit out there. Funky glasses, interesting shoes, coloured hair even. Um, lucky them, they've got hair, not me. 
Um, the S's, the steadies, the greens, they're going to be more sedately dressed, so more muted colours, pastels, um, you know, um, they won't stand out in the crowd by any means. And the final group, the C, the conscientious, the blue, they will have clothes which are worn. They don't like to shop. And so their clothes will be dated. Uh, so in a fashion sense, they'll have jeans which are 20 years old. And they'll go, well, these jeans, they're 20 years old, but they fit me fine. They look good. You know, why, why would I buy a new pair? I mean, all these crazy, you know, you buy jeans now with rips in them. Why would I, why would I wear, why would I do that? These jeans are perfectly good. Um, I worked with a CFO of a bank and uh, he was a high C and his clothes, he wore a uniform, a corporate uniform, but his shirt, the cuffs were frayed and they had threads hanging off the cuff. And I said to him, I was doing a coaching session with him, and I said, can you do me a favour? He said, yes, Lindsay, what do you want me to do? I said, when you get home tonight, take that shirt off and burn it. And he went, what? And I said, look at it. He said, I've had this shirt for years. It's nothing wrong. He said, what's wrong with it? I said, have a look at the cuffs. And he went, what? It's got a couple of threads. And I went, mate, that shirt's worn out. And so they don't like to shop. So it gives you some clues. Now, reds and yellows speak fast, act fast, think fast. Notice the pace at which I'm speaking. I'm a high yellow, a high eye, so I speak fast, act fast. Greens and blues speak slower at a more measured pace, and they, they think slower, they process things slower, and the Cs in particular, they take time with everything. So you get these clues when you meet people for the first time, and if you assemble enough clues, you can get a sense of where they are and adjust your behaviour to be a little like them. That's fantastic, Lindsay. So we really need to be watching people as we meet them and look at all the clues because that's going to tell us what to do. So where do we go from there? We've now identified, you know, what their dominant behavioural colour or style is. Where do we go from there? Okay, well, tip number four is to adapt to their pattern. And really, this whole thing, first of all, it's about understanding self. So you've got to have a clue where you fit and what your style is, what your preferences are, and then figure out where they fit. And then I'm a high eye. So I get excited. I talk fast. I, you know, I want people to get excited and come with me on the journey. It doesn't always work. And so if I'm working with a blue or a green, I need to drop down into detail. I need to make sure that I've got a good relationship and I need to slow it down a little and bring them with me and give them time to process. So in terms of adopting to a pattern, adapting to a pattern, if you're working with a red or a D or a dominant, it's it's fast paced, sell, 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 um, use all the closing techniques you like. Um, you know, as I said earlier, twist their arm behind their back, they'll love it. Uh, with the yellow, bring them on the journey with you. Get them excited. Um, help them understand how good this will make them look. Oh, you're going to, you know, when you when we swing this deal, you're going to look so good in your organisation. You'll be the hero. And they go, wow, yeah. Um, with the green, it's about a relationship and do they like you. You know the old um, know, like and trust. If they know you and like you, they'll trust you. And that's really important for the green. Um, with the blue, it's details. And so give them, a, give them a proposal in writing. When you go through the detail, give them a brochure. Say to them, um, look, I've got some more information. Would you like that? The answer will always be yes. 
And then you say, tell you what, how about I call you back in a day or two? I'll give you time to think about, oh, that'd be great. Now, when you ring them back in a day or two, you don't ring up and say, oh, hi, Rail, it's Lindsay. Are you ready to buy? You say, hi, Rail, it's Lindsay. Just checking in, do you have any more questions? And I guarantee you, Rail, if they're a solid blue, they will have questions. So you answer those questions and eventually you get to the point where it's okay to ask for the sale. But they, again, give them, give them enough time. So, so, Lindsay, and you use some words there that really is a great segue to the fifth of your tips, which is asking for the sale. Because yeah. you know, we often forget. So tip number five is know when to use a hard close. And that is, when when do you ask for the sale? And so with the red, you, you can ask for the sale, you know, after you've um, after you've been through your pitch and you, you get a sense of are they with you or not? And you can say, so what do you think? You know, are you ready to buy today? Shall I, shall I get out my order book and, you know, whatever words you use? Uh, and, and you'll know straight away if they're in or they're out. Um, with the yellow, you know, you're going to get them excited. You, you'll see, though, they become enthusiastic. They get energised. And so with them, again, that's the time to ask. With the green and the blue, it's a little way further down the track. And particularly with the green, you want to make sure that they feel comfortable with you, that there's an element of trust there uh, and, and that they're willing to, uh, you know, come with you. And again, as I said already with the blues, it's it's never today. It'll be tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next week, whatever. You've got to give them time. So it's a matter of knowing when to ask. It's okay to ask, but you have to ask at the pro- at the appropriate time. And so uh, once you understand the patterns, you can implement this really easily. And it it comes with practice. You've really got to. Uh, observe and listen, observe and listen. And once you tune in and and if you can relate enough to your prospect or your client, they will do business with you absolutely when they're ready. And so it's a matter of being at the right moment to do that with them. That's fantastic, Lindsay. And so before we close, I just want to run through those five tips to use DISC to drive your sales. So tip number one is understanding that not everyone likes to buy the way you do. Tip two is to understand that there are four buying styles. The third is how do you identify the person's pattern that you're talking to? The fourth is to adapt to the their pattern, the person you're talking to or selling to, adapting to their pattern. And the last one is knowing when to use a, high, a hard close. Thank you, Lindsay. That was a great episode. This is Rail Bricker signing off.